so oh my god season two baby we're back season two we're back and we're dearer and queerer that's exactly what we are everybody i'm brendan and i'm marissa and welcome back to dear queers season two the show season two baby the show where we answer all of your queer queries how's your summer been i have been waiting here in my closet actually um this whole time until we've Mm -hmm. been ready to start up again just patiently biding my time, feeding on my clothing because there's no food in here. But I survived. And I'm glad you're back with me. It was lonely. Yeah, I can imagine a summer in the closet probably was uh, pretty, uh, pretty isolating. It was a bit, but I'm mostly okay, I think. I'm so happy to be back, though. I'm very excited. Um, yes. I miss you. I haven't even seen you in, like, four months. That's not true, though. I'm lying. It's not true at all. I saw you about six, seven weeks ago. You did, yeah, like, in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did. If anyone remembers, in our last episode, we said we were going on a trip, but we did not disclose for our own personal safety. And we have completed said trip at this point. So we can, mm-hmm. I feel like we can now disclose what we did. I think our listeners are going to have to hear about our uh, trials and tribulations on said trip. Well, basically, so we went to Santa Barbara, which if anyone doesn't know, is a beautiful little city up the coast of California known for their wine and their beaches and their long street for walking <laughs> the on the fucking street brendan does this shit he this isn't new this is something that brendan has done as long as i've known him where he knows that a certain distance is so far away that it's borderline unwalkable, but will <laughs> refuse to clue you in on that. He does shit like this constantly, and I personally think that because his legs are so long, he does not recognize that for the less uh, height blessed of us, things are a little different. That's 100% accurate. I, I've been trying to be better about it, but basically... Yes, I have quite uh, freakishly long legs. I also, in like, I genuinely enjoy walking. Like, walking is, like, It's not welcoming. about the enjoyment but, or not, Brendan. But, ba- yes, you are correct. I think I, to me, I gauge distances and, like, walkability based on my own interpretation of it. And I forget that if I'm walking with someone whose legs are half the length of mine, that same walk will feel, like, twice as long to them, essentially. 
So. Yes. So when we got to Santa Barbara, we were like walking down the main drag and we were trying to decide if before we checked into our hotel, we should like walk all the way down to like the beach and the pier. And it was like far enough away that you couldn't see it from where we were. And I asked Brendan, I was like, should we maybe turn around here? I don't know. It seems a little far away. And he <laughs> was like, no, 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 no. It'll be fine. It was not fine. And... By the time we got down to the pier, we were already a little like, ooh. But then, to go back, <laughs> we were like the Hebrews in the desert after leaving Egypt. <laughs> it was a nightmare ordeal that had me questioning, will I ever drink water again? Will I ever have the gift of resting my legs down on a surface that is not the cold, hard, unforgiving sidewalk, but perhaps a car seat? I truly questioned whether or not this journey would come to a completion, or if I had somehow transported my body to the purest depth of hell, that would mean I would be like Sisyphus in an unending quest for the journey to end. That was gorgeously poetic. I wish I wish you had like said that to me like as we were doing the walk. <laughs> like, like I could sat, barely <laughs> fucking open my mouth to respire air into it, let alone soliloquize for you. That's that's how I know that you're like upset or tired or like something's going on because you like stop talking. <laughs> Any other time you can like talk and then those that's how I know it's like the conversation has stopped but we did survive that portion and then do you want to tell them about our where we were staying listener that was only the beginning of our descent into madness (laughs) again part of why we decided to take this never-ending walk was because it was not yet time to check into our hotel that turned out to be worse because our hotel listen Brendan and I, all we wanted to do was stay one night near the beach in Santa Barbara. That's all. What we did not really realize before we booked a hotel is that that was an astronomically expensive request to make. Mm -hmm. And so we did, you know, the typical Googling of how do we uh, navigate the difference between like how good the hotel is and how much we're willing to pay. Where is that sort of tipping point of value so to speak and we found uh, a seemingly charming inn on the water um, that had 4.1 stars from hundreds of people on google which seemed reputable um, but also was not gonna totally break the bank i would like to really emphasize here it still was not cheap was not cheap at all no it was like what like 350 dollars for the night yeah that sounds right yeah we get there And for the first, I would say, 10 seconds, everything was fine. Um, Like, basically, (laughs) when we walked from the parking lot into the lobby, we were like, oh! Cute, cute, cute. cute. Then we got inside. And things went south near immediately, I would say. (laughs) So we, like, first realized we're, like, having to wait to check in because the, like, 
the front desk woman is dealing with the people ahead of us. And that conversation was also insane. See, like the front desk woman was just like a valley girl who had fallen on hard times was the vibe <laughs> that I got. Like it's like clearly like English was her first language, but she barely knew how to speak it. And somehow had wound up running the front desk at this hotel and was having an exceedingly difficult time communicating to the girl in line ahead of us that, like, her room wasn't ready yet. But I digress. As we waited for our turn, naturally, our attention was drawn to the decor of the lobby. And soon it became clear that one piece of adornment in particular was noteworthy. And that, my dear friends, was a glass display case full of porcelain dolls. Just dolls. I would say maybe 20 to 30 dead-eyed, soul-sucking dolls, like, of various sizes. Some were small and sitting on the bigger doll's laps. (laughs) But they were dolls. (laughs) Um, yeah. Oh, God. Just, like, you describing it now, I, like, hadn't thought about it in a little bit, and it's, like, bringing all the memories back. And I think about it every day. So, we're, we're already questioning the decisions we've made. We are able to check in. Um, <laughs> the, the Valley Girl leads us to our room, which, by the way, doesn't have a number. Uh, we have to go outside and, like, go around to a different building to get in. On the way, we pass an area blocked off with some caution tape. Uh, She leads us in the general direction of our room. You have to go up uh, an outdoor flight of stairs. And when you get to the landing of where our room was, if you look directly up into the ceiling, there is a very frightening looking hatch up to an attic. Brendan, do you want to talk about the hotel room itself? Would love to. So yeah, so basically we get into the room. I feel like the best way I've described it to people is sort of like someone's semi like dingy apartment. It felt more like an apartment than like a hotel room, basically. Like, yeah, there was basically like you walk in and it was sort of some kind of living area and like one of the beds and then like a full kitchen with like a random assortment of like tools and cups and things. There were weird outlets. There's like one outlet with like wires sticking out the side of it it was like just a fucking hole yeah it, it was like up like the hole for the outlet but no yeah. actual like outlet itself just like an empty rectangle with wires sticking yeah out. and like a pair of scissors just like chilling on in one of the closets um yeah and like it felt not like a hotel room no it was very strange and like wasn't there there was like a weird like a little like decorative duck sitting in a chair there was yeah the decor was strange decor bizarre i would say the weirdest part of the decor was in the living room that had a bed in it (gasps) yes uh there was this tiny little flight of stairs that was maybe like two feet tall and then Mm -hmm. just stopped it It was was like three steps also they didn't they they were like a, a yeah. like spiral it was like a almost, spiral right? Spiral staircase that just had like three steps and then it yeah. ended in the middle of the air. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes. I, it also wasn't particularly clean. No. There was lots of like sand everywhere, like on the couch, on the yes. floor. The beds were clean enough, which was the main thing, obviously. But like, yeah, but I just felt. But they were felt... like roughly the softness <laughs> of a prison cot. Yeah. I kind of slept on top of mine. I didn't really. Which was such a stupid fucking idea, Brendan, because the if you slept on top no, I, of the I know, I, duvet, I, I, that's where the cum is. I understand, I understand. But to me, it was also, like, hot, and I was like, I don't... It was don't very know. hot. There was no air conditioning or no, fan. No, um, But the real fun started <laughs> after the sun went down. Because... <laughs> so, essentially, we, we basically unpacked, and we, like, laughed. We are like, let's not spend time there. Like, at all, if we don't have to. Um, so we were like, we went out, we did lots of fun things, and then it was getting later after dinner, we were like, oh, fuck, like, is there anything else we, like, we can do, or, like, anywhere we can go that we don't have to, like, hang out in our haunted hotel Which room? Which also, Brendan, <laughs> in retrospect, it occurred to neither of us that we could, like, go to a bar. Yeah, why didn't have we not think of that? <laughs> well, I, I have no idea! We were, like, thi- we were, we were thinking, we like... see a movie? We were thinking, like, an old married couple would be like... Could we see a movie? Can we get a little dessert? Uh, no, we right, can't. I guess we better go back and watch some TV. cross our mind that we could go, like, do what anyone else does on a Saturday night and, like, go, go have a beverage not, of alcohol. Did not, I did not, yeah, did not even think of it even remotely. Um, so, yeah, okay, I guess we could have done that. What we did instead is we decided, well, there's nothing, nothing's open, nothing for us to do. We're going to go back and, like, watch some TV we ended up watching a charming little show about a couple of middle-aged uh, twins with a heavy amount of plastic surgery who both <laughs> uh, married a couple of Eastern European men who were quite a bit younger than them. And, and who, like, very, very, very overtly had married them just for immigration-based reasons. Yes, like, yes. did not have one iota of interest in even pretending that they were interested in their wives. Like, there was no <laughs> facade to be shown. No, also, like, what, weren't their names, like, Darby and Blarby or something? <laughs> like, it's Darcy and Stacy. <laughs> It's the name of their show. It's on TLC. It's called yeah. Darcy and Stacey. And we watched the season two premiere. Fartsy and Shartsy, whatever. <laughs> well, also, and then we decided that they have a, a third sister, a hidden sister named Marcy, who, <laughs> who they keep locked up in like a, a basement somewhere and like chained up because she's like feral and will like, <laughs> like eat anyone that comes near her. But like she like also once a month they like open the basement door and like toss down like a raw steak and they're yeah. like here you go Marcy and Marcy's like Marcy hungry <laughs> but Marcy also would like to be on the show like she would like to be the show to be like Stacy and Darcy and Marcy but they so they just like pretend like that she is on it sometimes they'll like bring like a fake like camera down there and like film her and she gets all like excited but then it doesn't actually end up on the show of course so. Yeah. Um, so that's how we spent our Saturday night in Santa Barbara. <laughs> and that you two should tell like this part. Two, yeah. So after like two episodes of that, Brendan's like, I would rather be unconscious than continue this. So he decides to go to bed. Um, it's like a little early for me. So I'm, but I'm like, okay, well, I guess he, he very gallantly 
offered to take the bed that was in the living room. I had my own bedroom. So I, he like gets ready. He like goes down for the night. I go and, you know, like do my like nighttime toiletry routine. And then I go in my room and I do what I think is like a pretty normal thing. And I shut the door. What a mistake I made because it was only after I pushed the door closed that I realized (laughs) the door did not come with a handle. And I don't know if you know this, but when a door doesn't have a handle, you can't open it. Uh, So I like tried like very in vain to like, you know, kind of stick my fingers in the door hole and like yank it back open. And like, of course that doesn't work. And I'm like suddenly remembering that like, I think, Brendan, didn't you, like, decide you were going to, you, like, took some of my earplugs to sleep that night? Maybe. Maybe I did. But, uh, yeah. It didn't way. matter because I was, I was loud enough to negate the impact. Yeah. I, I, that was when I started frantically, like, calling Brendan's name for help. Like, Brendan? Like Brendan? It sounded like a, like a distant, like, kind of muffled. Like, I could hear you, but I was, like, clearly it was, like, behind a door or whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. in another room. Yeah. And he came to my rescue. I Do you did. want to tell them about how you saved me? I Well, at first I was, like, just baffled by the whole... I was like, how is this even possible? And then I grabbed a fork from the kitchen and used that. <laughs> and that worked surprisingly. Like, it was quite easy. I just kind of shimmied it in there and then the door opened. But um, it was a little scary for a moment. I was like, maybe yeah. you're just going to be... I'm just going to have to leave you here. And you'll <laughs> live in this hotel now. And I will be added to its collection of ghosts. Yeah, it would be like um, Jane Eyre. He'd be like the woman in the in like the I'm attic. Bertha in the attic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I would make the world's worst ghost. Yeah, you could be a good ghost. So I would also yeah. just really like to note that when we checked out the next morning, we went down to like go give in our keys, you know, to get the fuck out of there. And typically, my experience has been when I check out of a hotel. Usually the front desk person says something along the lines of like, how was your stay? And we were hoping that they would ask because we had some feedback to give. We did, we did. Uh, But no one gave a wet fuck about that. Uh, So then we had to be like, we were just like, here's our keys. And they were like, okay, bye. (laughs) So then I summoned up all of my courage and said, just, just wanted to let you know that, um, the bedroom door in our room didn't have a handle, and when you shut it, it actually traps the person in the room. Did our valley girl seem flummoxed by this statement? She did not. Not a bit. Was it even really acknowledged? Like, wasn't she basically just like, okay, thanks, bye? Pretty much, yeah. She was like, okay, yeah, like, great. <laughs> yep. Maybe uh, Maybe she said, I'll tell someone or I'll no, look in, but like she, not I, don't, even. I, don't I don't think, think so she said that. I don't think so either no. I, I remember being like wow she like didn't really acknowledge that so then we proceeded to uh get the fuck away from there yeah we left we got out of there fast uh, so. and we will not plan to return we never looked back Mm-mm. but the experience will stay with us for all eternity we As are. will the ghosts we picked up along the way. Yeah, we may or may not both be possessed by the souls of Victorian doll spirits. Yeah, so. I feel like if I'm, if I have to be possessed, that's not 
my first preference of who I'd like to be doing the possessing. Yeah, same. Like, i okay with it, but, like, it's not my number one choice. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, we're making so that's it work. how our summer was. Yeah, now you're all caught up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what happened. And today, we're going to talk about hookups. Yeah, we are. Hopefully, we got you... Uh, efficiently horned up with our little <laughs> story. Uh, to me, nothing is more arousing than hearing about possession via Victorian ghost dolls. Well, you know, some people like that, like, um, adrenaline rush, you know, like the, like, spooky factor, you know? I think it gets some, a little... Like, how when you go, like, see a horror movie on a date, you're like... Let me hold your hand. Yeah, exactly, exactly mm. that. Yeah, so that's what I—that's what we were trying to do, I think. So hopefully it, it worked. We'll find out. Um, please let us know if you are feeling a little bit horny from our story. Um, <laughs> we would love to to know for our own edification. Anyway, um, let's jump into our first question, which is as follows dear queers i'm so horny but i'm also scared to get back out there again i just want some sex is that so much to ask what should i do from back in the sex swing of things what do we think our question asker is scared about what what might be some like i hear well, I'm saying I'm scared to get back out there again. What do you think they're afraid I of? I mean, I can give you a list. Tell me. Tell I mean, me. Let's, so, I mean, they could be scared of COVID-19 Delta variant, obviously. That's a big thing. Very scary. Uh, you could be mm-hmm. scared of just penises in general. Or genitalia. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're like... Yeah, you don't know what you, what gender or sex this person is interested geni- in. Finding. Genitalia, basically. Genitalia can be scary when you just mm-hmm. don't you haven't seen it in a long time besides like your mm-hmm. own you just don't know what to expect you don't know what to do about it um mm-hmm. they could be scared of like strangers they could be scared yeah. of getting stis mm-hmm. they could be scared of lingerie mm. uh, food and like eating uh. food on a I think we've we've lost the plot here. So I'm going to bring it back around. I think maybe what our uh, question asker is afraid of is change. Because it sounds like this they are deviating from their pandemic status quo of not getting laid. And are like excited and horny about getting back into things. But is uh, the the transition is perhaps what is inducing the fear. Mm, Yeah, that's probably... You're probably right. It's probably mostly (laughs) that and not... It could be some of my things I said, but that sounds... Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally, totally, totally. And we don't know because they didn't know. say we can only make guesses. Yeah. Um, no, but that makes sense to me. Right. It's been obviously rough for everyone. You know, we had a moment... Except for the people who locked shit down before we went into quarantine. Yeah. But I mean, in, you know, we had a whole episode about that too. Like that can also have its own issues. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think... people are starting to break up now, so... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's like there was a moment, I think this past summer, where like people were feeling very optimistic and like things were feeling good and like they were getting safer and less worries about kind of getting out there again. And then now, obviously, 
we've had a little bit of a backslide um, for various reasons into having to be careful still again and be a little cautious of making out with people willy-nilly and all of that. So mm-hmm. definitely understandable. I, I certainly can relate to that. I was recently told by two separate people that they think I am the most COVID cautious person they know. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Okay, not really sure what to make of that. But I certainly can relate to for those like few glorious weeks, months over the summer being like, all right, it's open season. And then as things have changed with Delta, really feeling uncertain about what is or is not safe or okay to do. Yeah, no, I think there was just so much hype going into the summer. Like, People were calling it hot girl summer, hot back summer, you name it. Like this was like Mm -hmm. the amount I think of like anticipation and build up for this summer being basically like the hottest, sexiest, like most Mm -hmm. horny summer like of our lives. Like it was Uh the expectation was up to here. So And right, when expectations are like that, reality very rarely meets it, I think for sure. (laughs) I'm just thinking about I today I logged on to Tinder for the first time in at least since August because I noticed that my bio on Tinder was something like um does August still count as hot back summer and I was like well I guess I gotta change that yeah Uh, but right that was like very much the vibe was like it was going to be this sort of like bacchanal Mm -hmm. of a summer Mm. but also at the same time something that I feel like there was a lot of anecdotal evidence around is that like while that had been perceived to be what a lot of people were looking for in reality a lot of people were looking to like get cuffed yeah right i i had heard that too like i think the expectation and there was pressure to like get fucked fuck 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 you know like all Mm -hmm. summer long and i think a lot of people really what they actually wanted is just yeah like connection and like you know, like, we've been so deprived of just, you know, being with people we care about or, you know, even, like, holding somebody. Mm-hmm. Simple things like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. People are lonely. So, yeah. I guess uh, something to think about, too. Yeah. Like, related to this question, like, really parse out, like, what are you looking for? Like, it sounds like they are horny. It sounds like, yeah, they're, so maybe they're they not going to settle down. Yeah. They're looking to, like, make the dick round. Right, but I guess, like, something I would think about is, like, you know, assess, are you just trying to get out there to fuck because you feel like that's what you're supposed to do and that's what, mm-hmm. you know, everyone around you seems like they're doing or is saying they're doing? and is that Or is that not what you want, maybe? Another thing I'm thinking about with this question, this person says, you know, like, I just want some sex. Is that so much to ask? What should I do? And I think that another thing that maybe is, like, contributing to their fear of getting out there is, like, you don't know what you're going to get when you do put yourself out there, right? Like, yeah, yeah if, you wa- if you want to just have some sex, that is a very attainable and easy goal for nearly anyone. Unless there's something, like, really fucked up with you. You, like, download the app of your choice do enough swiping, message enough people. Like, if you want to get laid, and I, I think we've talked about this before on yeah, the show. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Actually, just having any sex is not a difficult thing to do in 2021. Right. The question is, 
do you care how good it is, right? Are you just trying mm. to, like, have some sex? Do you just want to, like, get fucked or fuck? Or do you want to have, like, good sex? And if you're caring more about quality, then that is an entirely different ballgame. Totally, yeah. Yeah, because you're right. I mean, we I think we have we did an episode on, like, apps and things, and it's like, we talked about this, but it's easy to, yeah, like, find somebody to have sex with if you are not picky and you're just trying to get out there Mm -hmm. but again yeah like you don't know what you're gonna get necessarily I mean you have to kind of acknowledge that right and you have to be willing to accept that you're probably (laughs) gonna have some anywhere from like bad to mediocre sex that is more likely to be what the dice is gonna land on than hot good sex Right. It's not to say you can't find it, but, right. like, the odds are not always in your favor for that, like, first Tinder date, you know? 100%. Yeah. And listen, yeah, we, we know we're out there with you. We're in the streets, hitting the <laughs> pavement. You know, we are swinging our dicks around out there, swinging our bodies through the rafters, searching for... Are we... Like try? Did we like commit suicide in the school gym? Um, I don't know. Listen, it's been a long, <laughs> it's been a long sexless summer for some of us, and it's taking its toll. I have to be honest. <laughs> so, but you know what? Summer is not over yet. I believe. No. Even when, even when you hear this. You will still have two full days of summer left. So Calendar summer, not meteorological summer. Yes, exactly. Whichever version of summer you subscribe to, make the most of it. And I would like to offer some advice to our letter writer that I think that like he or she or they really might want to consider like reevaluating their expectations. Because, Mm. and and not just, like, with what we were talking about, like, you know, that you might have some crappy sex, but, like, I know for me, right, like, as a single, when I was first, like, putting myself back out there after, you know, when the summer started, I I was like, all right, we're gonna go on, you know, this many dates, and we're gonna fuck this many people, and this is what it's gonna be, and it just was setting myself up for disappointment, because... After spending a year and a half in my apartment, I wasn't ready to do that. Like I was, I yeah. needed to like, to like wade back into the waters as opposed to like jumping in the deep end. And all I did then was like feel bad about myself when I like wasn't like being on the apps too frequently or like not going on these dates. Again, not because like it was out of my control, but because I just like wasn't ready to do it so I think like I have really sort of like kind of like slowed my role like taking a deep breath being like all right like I think a lot of my enthusiasm was really generated by right this like pent-up energy and also like being like okay I have to make the most of this time because we have seen that like it is so fleeting it is so precious you know for us Brendan and I are 29 the like end of our 20s has really kind of been stolen from us with this pandemic. And I personally was very much in this mindset of like, all right, you need to make up for lost time. But that's so much easier to tell yourself you should do as opposed to like, 
what is really realistic. It's all about expectations, right? And again, yeah, just because you feel like that's the thing you should be doing doesn't necessarily mean that that's right for you in that moment. And like, you got to figure out what you need, not what you think you should need. So exactly. Mm-hmm. Get the sex if you yeah, want it. Like get it if you want it, but also don't beat yourself up mm-hmm. if you're, if you're coming up against some roadblocks to getting that. Yeah, and don't worry about, yeah, like, what other people are doing or saying. It's that they're not you and they're not on your same sexual journey. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter what nope. they think. Question number two. Dear Queers... Can you break down hookup etiquette for me? Do's and don'ts. How should one proceed after the deed to create as little fallout as possible and have a good time? From Mind Your P's and V's. What I was saying to Brendan when we were picking the questions for this is I was like, I don't know if I'm uh, really the, uh, the right person to answer this question because I would say my personal hookup etiquette is... Um, how do I want to put this? <laughs> like, not what I would always advise others to do. I can be a real piece of shit. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, are you comfortable um, if we both say, like, what our personal etiquette would be? Sure. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Uh, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You already started, so let's hear what your okay. horrible etiquette is. So, I mean... <laughs> It's, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking personally sort of like, because they're asking like after the hookup. Yeah. I, like, again, to be clear, like before, during, I'm wonderful. But the minute, not the minute that we're done. It's not like, I just don't. I'm a, let's put it, I'm a very independent person. Okay. And if you think you're going to spend the whole night in my bed and like wake up here tomorrow morning and I'm gonna like make you coffee we're not on the same page fair yeah well I I just sorry go ahead no I was gonna like and also you also like to skedaddle even if they're not at your place even oh, in the yeah. reverse I, as well I I'm I'm almost never like a stay the night kind of right gal mm-hmm. uh, which also is just because i'm like the most fussy sleeper on the face of the planet and i'm really not a fan of sharing a bed with another person but yeah and i mean listen i'm here for like a little postcoital cuddle i'm definitely not opposed to it it's not like i'm gonna you know light a cigarette and go like ash it in your sink and leave or something like that but i would say i am certainly not the most interested in creating some after-sex intimacy. But, you know, I don't see that as being necessarily, like, rude or, like, bad etiquette. I feel like that's more a preference thing of, like... Right, because not everybody... Especially, let's say, you know, this is, like, on both ends, like, a very much a one-night stand. Or, you know, like, there there isn't any expectation of, like, this is a, a very romantic moment or anything like that 
then I think that's fine to be like, yeah, like I don't really want to have to be super like intimate and cuddly after the fact like that isn't part of the equation for Mm -hmm. me and like I don't want that you know like I wanted the the sex and that part of the transaction but yeah because for a lot of people I think cuddling and that sort of intimacy is almost like more intense than like just having sex with somebody you know not the case for everybody but like for some people it's like that feels like that's too much. Like, I don't want to cuddle with somebody all night and then, like, be lovey-dovey like that, you know? (laughs) And that's fine. Yeah. Well, I think it also... I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I do think it's good etiquette if you are, like, not interested in pursuing anything romantic with this person. Like, don't lead Mm -hmm. them on to think that you are. What's actually poor etiquette is if you do get, like, you know, snuggly and want to, like, wake up with your, like, face buried in their chest. Like... And then be like, deuces forever. That's a dick move. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, for me, personally, if I'm at someone else's place hooking up, and, you know, we've gotten to that point where it's, like, it's happened, I usually will... I mean, sometimes, like, okay, let's say I have somewhere to be the next morning or whatever, or I just don't feel like... I mean, I, I also don't ever really sleep well in that mm-hmm. scenario. So if I like want to get no, sleep or whatever, I'll, you know, I'll be like, okay, like I have to go or it's, you know, I'm going to leave. If I do maybe want to stay at the night or I would be interested in that, I'll always ask. I think that's obviously important. Mm-hmm. Like don't never, yes, never, never assume. assume that's, I think across the board, never assume that you can just stay mm-hmm. the night with somebody after you've mm-hmm. hooked up. Yes. Always ask yes. because, mm-hmm. and then, cause then it's awkward also for that person. If they, don't really want you to stay and then they have to be like can you leave now mm-hmm. like you know yeah and i would say i'm always like pretty upfront about this like eat like beforehand like if someone's like if we're like on a date or something and it's clear that like they're gonna come back over or i'm gonna go over there like the negotiation happens like then and there is typically how i prefer to handle it and then no one has to have like an uncomfortable conversation later or if that's something that's like a deal breaker for you then then let's not even have to deal with it yeah Yeah. even better yeah 100 totally like it as clear as you can be from the get-go i think that's obviously Mm -hmm. the best because then everyone knows expectations, knows what's going to go down. There aren't any, like, surprises or anything. It can just go smoothly. Everyone can have a good time and mm-hmm. then get on with their lives. Um, I don't know. I, I'm If I feel like I had a really nice time with somebody, and I think you are right, like, generally if it's like, okay, we had a good hookup, but I don't see this, like, going anywhere. Like, I don't have any interest in this being anything more than a hookup I generally wouldn't have someone stay the night or consider staying the night because I feel like that does kind of send the message that you are interested in maybe more than just the sex element although I would say the inverse is not necessarily true like I can be interested in like pursuing something more with you and still kick you out sure yes yeah I guess what I'm trying to say is like for myself Mm-hmm. If if I am interested in, like, maybe a little more, I'm totally fine with, like, yeah, like, staying the night or someone staying over, you know, having some brunch or breakfast in the morning. Kind of doing, spending a little more time, like, getting to know somebody or, like, having a little more mm-hmm. 
intimacy in that way. Yeah, because I feel like I I tend to read that like if if that is how things play out and we do do all mm-hmm. that stuff, I tend to read that as like okay, there is some something more here than just let's have sex and never see each other again. Yes. So yes, exactly. So if you don't want that, don't do it. Yes. Um, yeah. I think it's sending uh, mixed signals. Obviously, if you do yes. that. Brennan, I'm remembering I was just laughing about when we lived together in college. I like I'm guess I'm realizing my stance on this has changed over time because there were certainly times when I would have a lover stay the uh, night and we would all make breakfast together in the morning. Yeah, that? I do indeed. Yeah, I also mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on here before, but I like love being a third wheel. Um, oh, I hate this about you so much. I know. It's, it's talk like, about it, talk I, about it. I really enjoy, like, being, participating in, like, other people's, like, love and relationships. <laughs> and so, I, I, so stuff like that, like, I love that shit. Like, just, like, making breakfast with people who have freshly fucked in the morning or, like, going on, like, a, a triple dinner date, you know? I just love it. So... Yeah, so I do, all that to say, yeah, I do fondly remember these moments that you're mentioning, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I So I think, right, it, again, and we're talking, like, pretty specifically, mostly about hookup etiquette, right? This this is different yeah. that this is, like, someone you are dating. Yeah, I feel like, right, the rules do change, I think, in that scenario, obviously. Right, there's only so long you can keep kicking them out of your bed. <laughs> yeah. Although, but again, that can be the kind of thing, right, like, if you are somebody who, like, you know you just don't really sleep well when you have to share a bed with somebody or whatever, that's okay. And I think you're, as long as you, like, communicate and are discuss and say, okay, like, this is not about, like, me not really liking you or, like, being around you or spending time with you. I just have a hard time sharing a bed with somebody. And if yes. you communicate that, then that's fine. And maybe you, you never have to. You can have separate beds forever yeah if you stay i am together. such an advocate for like separate beds for it's, well, couples yeah like why is that such a thing it's like so it's normalized so taboo yeah right it's like god forbid you don't sleep in the same fucking bed together like you have issues you know yeah who fucking cares another thing i would like us to address because really we focused this discussion on like co-sleeping mm-hmm. um can we talk about how you communicate with someone at like the next day like oh, after the hookup is over yes yes please yes please yeah i would like to say on this podcast we take a firm anti-ghosting position no ghosts except inside of our bodies because we are possessed <laughs> exactly if there's going to be a ghost it's going to be a dead body not you not sending a text message. Yes. Agreed. It's shitty. It's not a nice thing to do. It's an it's a very non-confrontational thing to do. Mm-hmm. I am personally always an advocate for being less afraid of conflict and confrontation. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to send a message that says like, hey, was so lovely spending time with you. Not super interested in doing this again. Mm-hmm. Please enjoy the rest of your day. Yes. Totally, totally, totally. Like, I don't know about you, but, like, I've definitely been in that situation where, like, you hook up with somebody and then you just, like, immediately don't hear anything else from them after that moment. And I can't 
stress it like to me it that really makes me feel like like a piece of meat basically like mm-hmm. that that to me is like right even if you you know okay like i had a good time or maybe you didn't have a good time but either yeah. way just to just to right shoot a text and be like you know whatever like we did the thing and i acknowledge that you're a human being that i slept with but i'm not interested anymore the end you know and that feels obviously again conflict hard to do you know especially if you're you're not trying to say i want to see you again but that is still i think so appreciated no one ever wants to be on the receiving end of a ghost like when it's you you're always sitting there being like i wish they would just tell me that they didn't want to see me again no one's ever appreciative of being a ghosted so just don't fucking do it everyone involved will feel so much better Versus just not saying anything. So yeah, again, yeah, we take a very hard stance on that. We will stay on that until the doll ghosts leave through our buttholes one day, you know? Mm-hmm. Any other hookup etiquette that we want to be sure um, to address? Well, <laughs> uh, I think, okay, well, obviously, yeah, like, bring protection I was going to say, do we need to talk about condoms? I think we do. I mean, I think it's important. Like, again, you know, can't stress enough. Always be safe. Be cautious. You really don't know anything about someone that you've just met and are trying to be sexually involved with. So if someone ever makes you feel, I think, like, that you don't need to use protection or that, like, you know, they try and convince you of this ABC, that should be kind of a no-go. Like, no one in that scenario... That's a big red flag if someone is, like, if, if you're not even just asking, requesting that, and that is something that you want for yourself, they should 100% be able to get on board with that. And if not, then that's a big issue, I think. I would say if both of you mutually agree that you don't want to use protection, sure, that's, that's a, a different situation. Different story. But if, if it's, this is like a two yeses kind of thing. Or mm-hmm. two yeses, one yes, I'm, I'm fucking this up. I know you're, yeah, basically. Yeah, it's like, like, if one person wants it, then it, then that's all that it takes. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, right. Yeah, I think you need, you need two no's for it to be no protection. Yes, it's a one yes, two no's kind of situation. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, if anyone, Mm -hmm. if that's on the table, then it's got to stay on the table. Like, I think, never compromise that for the sake of a hookup, I think. Um, It's not worth it. Another thing, too, that I'm thinking about is don't, like, snoop or, like, steal things. <laughs> you're such a fucking hypocrite because I, I know well, you're no, a snoop. I know. That's why I was hesitating saying it because personally, I'm sorry if anyone's listening to this who I have hooked up with or will hook up with. And there's nothing. I I try not to, but I, I can't help it. I'm a very curious cat. I'm a snooper. I like to, like, I feel like you can learn so much about somebody by like their bedroom and especially what's under their bed so are you are you the kind of person who when like he goes to the bathroom you're immediately like like rifling through everything Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh i try not to i try not to listen i it's bad you shouldn't do that you have to respect people's privacy obviously they're correct letting you into their home and their personal space so you need to respect it so yeah, I don't advocate that. That being said, I have been known to do that. I will. I don't steal. Obviously, that's like a complete like. Don't be 
the person who goes to hook up with someone and like takes a trophy with you, literal or yeah. figurative, from correct. You know, <laughs> um, that's not cool at all. So no. But you know, your eyes are open usually when you're. I feel like because of you, I have like snoop proofed parts of my bedroom like i like will every now and then i'll like go through my bedside door and be like what would someone think if they were looking in here specifically because of you yeah well here's the thing i'm definitely not the only person who's ever done that but but the way because i think about it for myself too and i'm kind of of the opinion like i have nothing to hide really like if i've decided to let you like into my home and into my like space there's nothing that i'm like really worried about someone seeing and being like oh my god like what's the deal with that Mm. that being said do i like want someone that i like just met rifling through my stuff no i've been working on that i try i'm trying not to do that but uh interesting (laughs) but god yeah no it's just incredible what you can learn about someone from their stuff I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I'm a yeah. Psychopath. So, yeah, so don't. So, try not to. Yeah. Do as Brennan says, not as he does. Be respectful. Be respectful of other people, I think, is what it all kind of boils down to. Yeah. I mean, I would say, right. That is like the under. That is the answer to the question of like, what is hookup etiquette? Be respectful. Oh, also, we probably should have mentioned something about like consent. Oh, oh, I, that's crazy. <laughs> it's funny. I think, I feel like it's just so. To us, like, implied, basically, that, like, why? But, yeah, obviously, Mm -hmm. consent every step of the way. And if, it's, like, kind of with the condom thing, it's, like, it's got to be, you know, everyone's got to be on the same page. And if Mm -hmm. it ever, if there's a point where we're not on the same page, then got to reassess the situation. So, Mm -hmm. and you can get up right up to being fucking naked and someone is not okay and then that's it and maybe that is difficult mm-hmm. but that doesn't you you don't get to be like okay well i came here and i'm naked now so like you have to let me fuck yeah. you that's not how it works yeah no no and it's like, <laughs> right it might be like uncomfortable right like people it in my experience when i have like last minute changed my mind like people don't love that you do that no I'm but sure. you get to do it you yeah. get to do it yeah it's it's not a comfortable experience but the other party doesn't have a choice they don't get to be yeah, like it's, it's not a joint it's not a joint decision at that point it's not like up for no. debate it's like nope this became the second something becomes a no it's a no for everybody involved so right so yeah that's how got etiquette we should make a little bible and hand it out to people on the streets outside the bars. Just, like, proselytize yeah. our, like, rules of hookup culture. Yeah, we'll just stand, like, immediate, like right outside the bars at, like, 2 a.m. and be like, mm. take a flyer, take a flyer. Can I add one more thing about hookup culture etiquette? Oh, yeah. Don't share nudes with people who are not the intended recipient of them. Yes. I mean, yeah. We, we'll probably have to talk all about that. It's like do a whole episode on that, but yeah, like for sure, right? the The experience is private. Of yeah, if you any photo taking was involved, video, any of that, 
Also, you need consent, obviously, for any of that to even happen in the first place. But again, yeah, don't. Unless someone explicitly is like, yeah, take this photo of me and, like, please show it to, like, all of your friends at brunch tomorrow and, like, brag about me. Mm-hmm. If they don't do that, then, yeah, don't. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good one, too. I'm sure that, yeah, we'll probably think of stuff even after the fact, too, but. I'm sure. Um, sure we could spend days talking about this. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, right. This, remember, it's another human being, another person that you're doing this with. You are not the only, like, person involved. So be respectful of someone else's emotions and body and everything. Don't do anything to someone you wouldn't want them to do to you. Unless it's, like, a specific sex act. Yeah, I was like, 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 uh, well. (laughs) Right. In terms of, like, again, the etiquette. Yes, etiquette-wise. Don't be an asshole in a way that you would not want someone to be an asshole to you. Feel free to hook up, baby. Hook it up. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you're ready to hook it up, go hook it up. Yeah. So, oh my God. Season two, baby. We're back. Season two. We're back and we're... Dearer and queerer. That's exactly what we are. Season two, baby. Dearer and queerer than ever. And we've got much more coming at you, so get yes. ready. We, it's going to be a juicy, juicy season. Juicy, moist, sopping wet season. Would you agree? <sighs> yeah. I it's guess. It's kind of undeniable, really. I suppose. <laughs> On that note, send us more questions. We've got a whole season, yeah. so... Right. Get you what rolling. do you want to know? We're here to tell you. Yeah, please, please. You know how to send them. Uh, oh, we have a new website. We a have domain. a new website. We yes, do. Brendan, give them roll out all the information that everyone needs to know. Well, okay, yeah. So our new website domain is dearqueers.gay. Did you know that dot gay domains are now for sale? very exciting i think i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure i have to look this up i think part of the proceeds like for buying a domain goes to a charity helping queer people in some way um i should look that up cool there's something you that there's up. something cool about it but yeah so yeah that's our website so but again Amazing. you can go there and submit a question anonymously there or you can dm us on dear.queers on instagram mm-hmm. you can email us at dearqueers.pod at gmail.com or because Mm -hmm. of our new domain you can also email each of us at either marissa at dearqueers.gay or brendan at dearqueers.gay which will both route to our gmail account but if you're feeling like extra fancy you can do that so obviously right send us your questions but also rate us on apple podcasts Mm -hmm. review subscribe and i'd just like to let people know what might happen to them if they don't do that please do so if you do not show your eternal and undying love for this podcast we are going to put a hex on you that will transfigure your corporeal being into that of a 18 inch porcelain doll we will then 
take that doll. Keep in mind, your soul is still alive inside of it, but you are a doll. The doll will be locked in the glass display case at the hotel that Brendan and I stayed with, and you will be forced to watch the Santa Barbara tourists come in and out of this hotel lobby every day. They will not hear your cries for help because dolls cannot speak. And until you manage to get your doll hands on a smartphone so that you can rectify this grievous error and show us some social media-based love, then... You will be forced to spend out the remainder of your days in this form. And that's just what will happen. That's basically like the reverse of our situation right now. <laughs> like, instead where of. Where the dolls have come with us as opposed to well, us being like the we, dolls. The doll souls are inside of our bodies in this, in this situation. Mm. We're sending their soul into the doll's body. Exactly. Which works because, right, like our. Yeah, we've cleared space basically in these dolls. That need mm-hmm. to, they need Dolls are empty. They're waiting for a host. Yeah. So mm-hmm. don't make us fill them up. Nope. With you. One wants that. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you so much for jumping back in and much more to come. We're so excited to have you with us again and for us to be back inside of your ear holes. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you next time. Bye bye.